Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 15th of July. It is two minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Morin. That's right. It's a beautiful, cold but sunny day out there. And thanks to Solidarity Breakfast. Can I just say before you go on, that is my favourite segment of the morning. I'm going to call it Pierre's Weather Report According to Personal Feelings and Observations. <laughs> And I think I might make you an intro cart for that section. All right. No worries. Uh, but then the pressure will just increase. Um, As in the low pressure system? Uh, <laughs> I'll have to pay that one. I'll have to pay <laughs> Why, that thank one, you. listeners. Listeners, that was quite good. Anyway, thanks to Celerity Breakfast for another interesting program and um, a very interesting there right at the end about what would happen if the ALP got into power. But that's... Um, continuing uh, issue but anyway we were listening to a song there that's what i want to hear from phil osh so that's um that's good so as usual we this is asia pacific currents brought to you every week by australia asia worker links on your favorite community radio station 3cr radio bring you updates from the labor movement in the region and um, Giselle, all those numbers and contact details that you know so well. That's right. If you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms. You can also email us at aawl at aawl.org.au and you can ring us if you are brave on nine double six three seven two double seven. Do we get any phone calls these days? Once we used to get lots of phone calls, but... Um, Comrade Les Courtney still gives his apologies for meetings via phone message. That's true. Well, Les, you're a real trooper. And uh, <laughs> for people in Melbourne, many, many, many thousands of comrades would know Les. So um, that's great. And um, But on today's program, we'll have the usual roundup of news items from the region. And in the second half of the program... And, Quarter past uh, nine o'clock, we'll have a uh, short interview with Samora, who is the president of the Cambodian Food and Services Workers Federation. And uh, we've had him on the program before, and he was actually here on a Solidarity Tour Pro about uh, two years ago. Um, that he's talking about the ongoing issues for workers at Cambrew, which is a big brewery company in uh, Cambodia, which is a subsidiary of the huge global company Carlsberg. But so that will be coming up in the second half of the program. Now, Giselle, we'll go straight to the news roundup, and I think you've got the first one. That's right. We're starting in Turkey. Turkey. The last week's events highlighted how the social situation in Turkey continues to alternate between repression and resistance. The protest march by opposition uh, parliamentary leader Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu 
I clearly didn't practice that before I got on air, culminated in a huge rally in Istanbul, attended by hundreds of thousands of people demanding justice and an end to government repression. At the same time, the government continues to crack down on opposition, on its opposition, by arresting a number of Amnesty International workers on accusations of undermining national security. In addition, the crackdown against public servants continues, with more university staff being dismissed. Of course, we still have thousands of public service workers languishing in prisons and this is all under the uh, the excuse or the um, punishment of the attempted coup that we saw last year. And um, actually, I, I did that news uh, roundup uh, yesterday and it's already out of date. Yeah. Um, right. Because it's actually the anniversary of the coup and uh, President Erdogan has um, sacked another 7,000 people overnight. Um, so I think that, from later estimates, that brings it up to 150,000 um, people. Dismissed. Uh, dismissed or suspended over the last year, which is quite incredible. And you would have thought that if 150,000 people were involved in a coup, you would have thought the coup would have been successful. But, um, yes, it's certainly been a, a real political um, tool that he's using. But our, 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 um, um, our best greetings go to our comrades in Turkey. We just go now to Palestine nearby where there's really no let-up in the repression in Palestine. This week, two young Palestinians, I was Muhammad Yusuf Salome, who's 17, and Saad Nasser Hassan Abd Fattah, who was 20, were shot dead during a military operation by Israel in the occupied lands. While Khalida Jarrah, a prominent human rights activist and a parliamentarian, was sentenced to six months administrative detention. And of course, um, when Palestinians are sentenced to administrative detention, there's actually no real charge. Um, uh, as it says, it's ad- administration jailing. Um, acts of repression like these have dashed hope by activists that the heroic hunger strike by Palestinian prisoners um, in the last few months might have l- led to some let up. Um, to the repression by Israel. To make matters worse, the Palestinian Authority is increasingly clamping down against independent Palestinian journalists and recently detained Jihad Bakarat for taking photos. Giselle, that was the actual charge. In India, a group of pre-coal workers in southern India called off their hunger strike after 16 days as a consequence of winning a court case against their employers' attempts to take away more than a week's pay. The issue was around the pre-coal workers undertaking a one-day strike earlier in the year in solidarity with agricultural workers. The pre-coal workers are also continuing to campaign for the release of the last two of their colleagues who are serving life sentences for taking industrial action. Of course... Precol is one of those um, new methods of repression that we've um, seen across India where the workers are protesting, they're agitating, something happens, someone dies, and then the workers are accused of that person's murder. And not just one or two workers, often there's even up to a hundred of them are accused. Uh, yes, and um, well, obviously uh, it seems that the these, uh, that workforce, that pre-call, is certainly not intimidated and certainly is quite organised, so that's fantastic. Um, we now go to South Korea, where labour activists and Samsung electronics victims were ba- buoyed bo- last week by the decisions of two long-running court cases that validated that workers' health was seriously compromised by the toxic work environment that they had been exposed to.
The family of Lee Eun Ju are now able to claim compensation for her death, while another claimant, Kim, will now receive damage uh, payments for contracting chronic myelogenous leukemia. These cases have also highlighted that Samsung Electronics' own records confirm the unhealthy nature of its workplaces. Um, and again, um, just to reiterate, so in these court cases, um, Samsung Electronic had to uh, present its own occupational health and safety records, which um, showed that they actually knew that all these workers were falling sick and dying. I mean, it is absolutely atrocious what's happening at Samsung, but I think we also have to recognise the... Um, the fact that this has gotten to court, the fact that we know what's happening at Samsung is absolutely because comrades there are unrelentingly keeping up the pressure, getting the information, putting the information out <clears throat> and building international solidarity for it. That's right. And one of the ways uh, just to show how committed and, and how hard the struggle is, um, they set up a protest camp outside, the, like with a tent in the middle of, of Seoul, outside the headquarters of Samsung. And I think they're getting very close to their second year anniversary. And now AAWL is planning to launch a global picket line campaign to support the jailed Maruti Suzuki workers in India and the KCTU president, Han Sung Kyun, who is in prison in Korea. The proposal includes the establishment of an international committee to launch and coordinate global picket line campaigns in different industries. AAWL developed the global picket line concept through discussions and joint activities with solidarity partners over many years, 10 years in fact. I think it is 2007 was the first um, international solidarity forum that uh, Lasnet organised here. Are we all that old? (laughs) That's where it started. Um, AAWL considered this proposal very timely, given the attacks on workers happening globally. The International Committee is expected to assist unions and activists to better coordinate their efforts in building international industrial action and solidarity. So yes, we're launching that this week um, and we will keep you updated on uh, how that's going, listeners. Well, certainly very um, very exciting and, and certainly there's no, uh, there's no shortage of issues or, um, or campaigns to get involved in. For our last um, item, we go to the Philippines, where the presidency of Rodrigo Duterte has been characterised by the murderous campaign against working class community in its uh, war on drugs, as well as the recent declaration of martial law in the southern island of Mindanao. A protest camp, Camp Pobrero, has been set up in the capital Manila by a group of mining workers from Mindanao who are protesting that their conditions have worsened since the proclamation of martial law. They have been joined by many other groups of workers who are campaigning for secure employment and a higher minimum wage. A nationwide protest is scheduled for the 21st of July. And Giselle, certainly the issue of martial law in the, the Philippines is uh, becoming a much more of a contentious issue. Yeah, actually, on my other program that I do, Accent of Women, I covered the issue of martial law in the Philippines, and I spoke with um, I spoke with Gabriella here. Uh, no, Gabriella in the Philippines, and actually, we were looking at the uh, land interests that. Um, are possibly sitting behind the declaration of martial law, the um, desire for mining companies to come in and um, exploit the resources of Mindanao. 
That's right. Of course, whenever you you um, um, declare martial law, uh, law is suspended. So um, why not? Might as well take advantage of it. But who's cynical, eh? <laughs> um, anyway, that's the end of the news roundup. Uh, and certainly our best wishes go to our comrades in the Philippines, especially for the mobilization next week. So that's the end of the news roundup here on Asia Pacific Currents for this week. We'll certainly have more um, information next week. It's just on 13 past nine o'clock. We'll go to a couple of news announcements and then we'll be back with the interview with um, Samora on the uh, ongoing uh, disputes with Cambru in um, in uh, Cambodia. Australia is a crime scene. It's unfinished business, this crime. People got to understand that it was a military exercise. It was military in the first fleet. It was Captain James Cook. It was Captain Arthur Phillip. Right through the history of Australia, it's a military exercise. Our people have suffered greatly because the white man is not prepared to act honourably and legally. It's still the case in this country today. This is 3CR. To support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Well, it's not too late, and we still need your support. Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. It's just on quarter past nine o'clock. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlings on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. Now, Cambodia is often uh, seen as um, one of the centres of um, garment industry, and we certainly bring you lots of uh, information and news about uh, um, the issues that garment workers face in Cambodia. But it's also an increasingly um, a centre for tourism in um, in um, in the region, and so the more and more workers are working in the tourist industry. And uh, earlier this week, I had the pleasure of talking to Samora, who is the president of the Cambodian Food and Service Workers Federation, about some ongoing issues that they are working on regarding Cambru, um, a big uh, beer company there, who is part of the Carlsberg Global. Conglomerate. Earlier this month, you were in court fighting off dam- a damage case worth sixty thousand dollars brought uh, against your union by the beer company Cambru, which is a subsidiary of the global giant Carlsberg. Can you tell us the background to this case and how you ended up in court? The case started with Cambru. The fire the manager, the warehouse manager uh, in Cambru in August 
last year, 2016. And immediately after the fire of the warehouse manager, workers go on strike to demand for reinstatement of the warehouse manager. And so there is no preparation, there is no one who are leading or organize the strike. Actually, it, it starts immediately after the fire of the manager. And it takes five days for, for the strike. And in this case, also at that time, there are mediation by uh, Ministry of Labor, and then the case was sent to arbitration councils. And we reached the agreement at arbitration council. But what we get from January this year, there's a court case. The company filed a court case in September after the strike. And then the court bring us the sermon to call us to go to the court and, and demand for a compensation. And what we understanding, this is the labor dispute. And the labor dispute, it's based on, based on Cambodian labor laws in Cambodia. And with the Cambodian labor laws in Cambodia, we, it's, there is no like uh, any uh, compensation, there is no any responsibility of the worker because it's clear that during the when workers go on strike, the labor contract is suspended. Uh, workers have to lose their wage, and uh, the employer for sure that that the production has to stop because workers already go on strike. And when we argue in that way in the court and the company just say no 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 they're not they're not complain in in labor dispute that it is uh, the civil case they say they was demand uh, because of the strike so uh, they file with the civil case to demand for compensation from the union this case has now gone to court has it finished or is it still continuing it will be announced uh, in 21st this July. $60,000 is a big sum even in Australia, but in Cambodia it must be a, a, a huge sum for the union to need to pay if you lose the case. Yes, we cannot pay. We cannot, we cannot, we're not about to pay for that, for sure. But uh, as, as you know, like now... In situation of Cambodia, where union rights has been restricted, and then also with many law, like for example, like the trade union law that have give a favor to uh, employer, where the union cannot protect worker rights, the union cannot do anything if they don't have any uh, registration, all this way, and then and then the employer they take this opportunity to take the case. Again, the union and also try to undermine CFAWA, especially for Cambodia. They, they kind of bad be a company that they are trying in different way to uh, kick out of CFAWA from the company. So the intention of the company is not is not about the compensation. It's not about their low uh, benefit, but it's about the but but it is about the. The union discrimination. They try to put pressure to the FSWF and to the local union of the FSWF. And with Cambrew, they they try all the time to not recognize CFA and try to get rid of CFS from Cambrew. So, 
So we, we understand their, their intention. It's not about the compensation. It's not about losing benefits. It's about union discrimination. Yes, I, I think um, everyone that be listening would understand that this is uh, very much part of union repression and uh, suing uh, unions, trying to send them bankrupts is a tactic that is used in other parts of the world. Getting to another dispute that you have had with Cambru, that's also from last year, about the dismissal of 11 women who were beer promotion workers. Can you briefly tell us what the original dispute was and where is the dispute now at? It's also related to the employment contract. The the promoter, they are entitled to an uh, unfederation contract and the company tries to renew in federation contract where it violates their rights. And when workers disagree with renewing the contract, so the company decide to fire uh, them. So actually they not really say clearly that they are fired, uh, the beer promoter during that time, but workers disagree with the contract, with working hour. So we are able to understand that they had, the way they are changing working hour is more pressure to the beer promoter and then the way of uh, put them in more dangerous where they have to get home very late at night. So... They have this agreement, and then the, the, the beer promoter, they go on strike, and then they just say, okay, they decide to terminate the beer promoter to because they are refused to sign a contract. Yeah, this is what the company is claimed. And, um, but what we're understanding is also the kind of, it's kind of uh, discrimination as well, because uh, the beer promoter who fires leading the strike uh, at that time. So they just, just try to fire the for those who are leading the strike. So it's kind of punishment to the worker who, who go on strike. Where yeah, it's violated to their rights. Where yeah, violated to the Cambodian labor law. And also for those uh, people who are fired, the, the beer promoter who are fired, they also a union leader of the beer promoter. So it is related to the union, related to the worker strike. What effect has this had with other women employed as beer promoters? Has it made organising harder or has it spurred or encouraged other workers to join up? It's not, it's not an easy to organise with the beer promoters. As you know, they put them uh, in the place where they're thinking they're not really care of their right when they are not certified with their job, but they have no choice. So in Cambodia, where, where people's workers have less education, some of them cannot read and write, so it, it's hard for them to understand about their right to organize. And then in contact with Cambodia, as the system are corrupt. And then people not believe that uh, they are able to fight against those uh, rich people or those, those uh, powerful. Yes, we, we understand the real social, economic and political difficulties in Cambodia. Yeah. As a last question, given that we really talked about two disputes around the company Cambru, which is a subsidiary of the global giant Carlsberg, have you tried or have you made contact 
with unions at other Carlsberg companies around the world to try and put pressure on the company that way? Yeah, CFF is a member of IUS. So we are leading uh, another Carlsberg union uh, around the world, especially in Europe, where Carlsberg is based. Still, there is no good response from Carlsberg to, to this issue. So also Carlsberg refused that they have uh, less responsibility. They say it's more a local responsibility because they only just Yes, again, it's one of the tactics that many global companies now use, subcontracting and subsidiaries to um, get away from responsibility. Well, Maura, well, thank you very much for that. We'll certainly keep our listeners abreast at how these uh, disputes are going and we wish you all the all the very best to you and your hard-working uh, fellow unionists there in Cambodia. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Three CR, always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. you got to remember, Nanox a special day for us, fellas. Remind who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars, Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me. It's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me for my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcasts. Happy NAIDOC! And um, that's certainly a, a very worthwhile uh, in, uh, endeavour that uh, 3CR does, those Beyond the Bars broadcast. But you were listening to an interview with Samora, who is the president of the Cambodian Food and Services Works Federation in Cambodia, about their ongoing uh, struggles with Cambrew, a, a beer giant, well, a, a beer company who's part of the global empire of Carlsberg. And Giselle, that's, uh, I think that's the end of, of another fantastic uh, programme. <laughs> A if pleasure. you do say so yourself. Of Asia Pacific <laughs> currents. Well, would you like to challenge that or would you like to have other, I, other opinions? Well, I see your challenge and I pick it up. Yes, I would. No, I'm kidding. It is, yes, you're right. We are coming into the end of the program. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. We will be back next Saturday with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. 
Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And coming up right next, I missed that uh, tiny little cue. Yeah, you were daydreaming, weren't you, Pierre? Um, well, I actually was looking at the screen <laughs> thinking I should um, better make sure that Palestine, remember, is cued right on time yes. because that is what's coming up. I think our listeners really enjoy this banter. I, I think they like the minutiae of our technical difficulties uh, in the studio. Well, that's right. And, <laughs> and basically, um, because of my age, I'm just harassed <laughs> by this young whippet uh, of a comrade on the other side of the of the I table. I think it's time to end the show, Pierre. It is. All right. Have a great uh, week and we'll be back next week on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio, and it was Asia Pacific Currents and Palestine Remember is coming up right now. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.